Welcome to today's broadcast of Front Porch Talks. I'm Grayson Willis. And I'm Pastor Margaret Michael. Thanks for tuning in today, and today we're joined by Don Tutwiler, who attends our church here at Harrisonburg First Church of the Nazarene. Don, how are you doing today? Doing fine. Thanks for having me here today. Uh, thank you for being with us, and uh, Don's here to share his testimony. Don, just start out telling us about where you're from and about how you grew up. Well, I've always been in the area. Uh, grew up in the Bridgewater area, uh, actually just west of Bridgewater, in uh, between two small communities, Spring Creek and Audubon. Actually lived there most of my life, actually all my life. Uh, right now, my house is probably no more than a half a mile from my home place, so wow. just crossing down the road a little bit. Uh, I'm married, my wife Vicki, and we have a son Joshua, So, uh, but Josh doesn't live at home, So, <laughs> but we still claim me. Yeah, so <laughs> did you have siblings growing up? I have one sister. Who Mary would that Ann. be? Mary Ann. Mary Ann. Some people might know Mary Ann Blevins. They might. Yeah. Hi, Mary Ann. Give a little shout out right. to you. There you go. she appreciate that, won't she? I'm not sure. <laughs> She's a little bashful. But. I know. That's all right. We appreciate uh, Mary Ann. And so did you grow up going to church? Was that a part of your life? Church was a part of my life. I uh, was always at church uh, every Sunday morning, and if anything else was going on through the week, I was there. I do remember in my early years, there would be like two-week-long revivals, and we was there every night. But uh, going to church and uh, being a believer or being a Christian are, are two different things. Uh, went to church, but uh, had a lot of head knowledge, but not very much heart knowledge. I remember uh, that changing when I was probably 10 or 12 years old. Uh, something that still kind of seems strange to me to this day. Uh, I went to Stanton with an aunt and uncle to a revival that they was having there. I don't remember what the speaker talked about other than he opened up saying his daughter had went to college and gave a report on creation and the professor gave her an F on it. Other than that, I have uh, no idea what he talked about, but at the end he gave people an opportunity to respond to the message. Uh, And at first I didn't want to do that. I sit there tight. I wasn't going to move. Uh, Yeah. I was fighting the Holy Spirit, obviously, but my heart was pounding out of my chest, and so I had to do something. So uh, I made that commitment that uh, to make Jesus the, the Lord of my life. But after that, I uh, went back to church, and it seemed to be business as usual. Uh, there was just a, just a lack of uh, mentoring, discipleship. And I'm not blaming the people there. Maybe it was just my uh, lack of or ignorance of not knowing what to do or who to talk to. So I bear that responsibility. But that simply just meant that I thought something had changed in my life, but was not sure what it was or how to really actually apply it. Uh, the way it should have been, which led me to my later teen years and 20s. Don pretty much did what he wanted to do. 
uh, went along with the crowd and a lot of times not only went along with the crowd but led the crowd okay so uh yeah still went to church faithfully went to church every sunday and if there is a thing as a sunday morning christian uh, i qualified okay but that was a lot of what i saw and the people people not just at church but people that i worked with that i knew attended church they would go to church and you know amen and pray and leave and just the language and the talk and was not becoming to a Christian. And early on, that was always an amazing thing to me because I was like, I couldn't, it's just being, uh, and I'm reverting back to when I was younger, mm-hmm. 12, 13, 14, whatever, how you justified that and how you can make that uh, balance that, that a couple hours on Sunday morning was good enough to, to call yourself a Christian. I, it just uh, uh, was just a contradiction to me. It's probably something that you wasn't really sure. Although, you know, you talked about you had a lot of head knowledge. And even when you accepted Christ, that was head knowledge. You know, that was something you did. But it really, what you're, it's a long ways from your head to your heart. It is. Right. And I believe that God heard you. In that moment, there's no doubt about that, you know. And you may have wondered through those years, but it's kind of hard to commit to something that you don't see it being lived out. That's true. It's, and again, I'm not I'm not here to, to uh, down no. the church or right. other people, but that was just uh, what I saw. Uh, and so, therefore, I didn't know how to really apply it in the way that I should. Now, I felt like... I had a relationship with God, but it was minimal, and I guess on my terms, well, when I, I had a problem or needed something, you know, God and I would get closer, I thought so, and, uh, yeah. but yeah. So, at some point, like, if we were fortunate enough to have parents take us to church, you know, some people aren't mm-hmm. that fortunate, we have our, you know, we're kind of on their coattails. Right. You know, right. and there's a time where it has to become really personal, where mm-hmm. we really take responsibility for our own faith and we <clears> seek <throat> God. So if you were living that nominal, we'll call it nominal Christian life. That's what it sounds like. Yes, Tell me was. if I'm wrong. It, no, you're right. You're right. <laughs> what happened? Like somewhere along the line, I know things changed. Because Don Tumwiler is not a nominal Christian. I would not call him a nominal Christian today. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) What happened was uh, the church we attended uh, was a very small church. Uh And lots of times there was lay speakers who would come and uh, lead our, have our service for us, do the preaching and whatever. And uh, one Sunday morning, uh, Larry Roth showed up and... He opened up the Bible and started preaching, and it was like, oh, I mean, just everything opened up. And you, at that point, it kind of went from head knowledge to heart knowledge mm-hmm. because all that I had studied and learned about the Bible stories, you know, and David and Goliath and all of that, that was just something that was building up to, I guess, the real deal, if you mm-hmm. want to say, okay? And so uh, it was just, it created a hunger in me. At the time, I was married, just gotten married, I guess. And uh, 
my wife Vicky and I, we was both like, wow, this is real. This is not two hours on Sunday morning. This is real. And so uh, being a small church and being there all the time, I don't know how or what, but we got to set up, I don't know, a revival. Okay. And uh, so we had this Larry to come back and preach the revival. And uh, man, we we started, so we filled up the church and uh, it was just awesome. It was like, you know, Jesus is for every day, not just Sunday morning, and just really created a hunger and thirst in us. And through that, going to other revivals and meeting other people, we met other couples that uh, was in the same spot that we were, uh, just seeking, knowing there was something more out there than what we was living with, tolerating, uh, just uh, where we was at. Uh, we became friends through those meetings, and uh, I'm pretty shy and bashful. So uh, I know one said, hey, we're going to have a Bible study at our house. How about coming over so-and-so? And we showed up and surprised everybody. But uh, we started having uh, with them, Melvin and Debbie, uh, just impromptu studies. I mean, in the evenings, one called the other and up, hey, what you doing? Uh, this morning I was reading something out of, you know, Matthew, Corinthians, whatever it might be, and I want to share it, you know. And so we just have our little Bible study. I mean, just unannounced, I guess. I always kind of likened it to uh, the Jesus movement that was mm-hmm. we was behind on, okay, because I'm not going to claim being that old, but I probably could be. <laughs> but But we trailed out about 10 or 15 years, but... I know they came over to our house many a time. They had some kids that were just toddlers and somebody would share a passage of scripture. And we, we didn't have books. We just had the book, you know, and that's what we was reading from and somebody would share it. And, you know, it was just amazing how, well, well, that just ties in with what I read this morning. And it just, you know, and a couple of hours would go by and the kids would always pass out, we always said, but they'd fall asleep in the corner and on the floors and all that, and it'd be 11, 12 o'clock or later, and it's like, well, you know, I guess we've got to go to work tomorrow, so we're going to shut this down, but it was just a real neat, exciting time. I mean, God's Word was alive, and it was like, uh, you know, we just had a hunger for it, yeah. and uh, yeah, that was that was a big change. and it Foundational. Just, yeah, you know, and it was when it was when all those things that you learned about from Genesis or, you know, all the Old Testament and even Paul and the New Testament, things that you knew, but you just knew them in your head and now it was real and alive and it, it, it was exciting. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was awesome times and we're still friends, so, yeah. That's cool to hear about that transformation from, like you were talking about, like a Sunday morning, a nominal Christian. And when you were talking about that, I was thinking about how people who, you know, go to church on Sunday morning, but then don't live any differently really during the week than a non-Christian, so to speak, or it would appear that way to the outlooking world and to have that transformation and have those Bible studies, your uh, couple friend and really grow in the word. And you don't need any other books. You need the book. I mean, you can use other books certainly, but the word, there's no better word than the word of God, the Bible. And so that's a great foundation. Just uh, out of curiosity, how did you and your wife Vicki and uh, 
your son Josh end up at uh, Harrisonburg First Church of the Nazarene. Boy, that's a ride. <laughs> and there's probably a lot of stories between. There is a the lot of stories. Okay. And, uh, and yeah. you can connect uh, the dots, too. You've made the dots pretty far apart there. Uh, we have been to uh, several churches, and I think all for a purpose. Some people might say that we were church hoppers, and they might be justified in saying that. But I felt like everywhere that we went from where we was to HFCN, uh, God used Mm -hmm. to help us grow. And I sincerely hope that while at other churches, we helped other people grow as well. Uh, it, uh, I guess maybe I can back up here a little bit in studying the Bible. It would, uh, and just having our little Bible studies, it became, and I, I don't mean this to sound judgmental, but we didn't have to study so very long to find out that there was a whole lot of people in churches that did not know why they was there other than mom and dad did it and as margaret said they was riding mom and dad's coattails and uh well i just i believe i still believe now that that is why people there is a stigma toward the church that uh people's never really experienced the real jesus they've just uh, been at arm's distance from God, trying to do the right things uh, in their own strength instead of uh, allowing God to lead. And when I say that, I certainly don't mean to say that uh, there hasn't been ups and downs in my life, that it was just oh, yeah. a, right. a steady incline or, or whatever, because there's certainly been ups and downs and plateaus and different things. But it just seemed like uh, a lot of people have been, uh, their understanding of the gospel has been clouded by the enemy. You know, um, just in listening to you, a thought that comes to my mind is something that I've heard Pastor Sam say this in so many words, that when someone comes into the presence of a believer, they're one person away from God. Mm -hmm. That's what the church is, right? Correct. And it really, I could cry right now because it breaks my heart Mm -hmm. to think about that people would be at arm's length. You know, that's yep. that's sobering because, I mean, you know, in the days of the coronavirus, we have to be at least arm's length both ways, right? Yeah. Uh, that's the world we're living in right now, which is hard, but it's a time more than ever that we have to make sure every opportunity we have. I guess you're inspiring me in these moments that this is a time that we have to remember that as believers Every person we come in contact with is one person away from God um, if they're an unbeliever. And so maybe we can talk about that. I just couldn't miss that moment. That just impacts me greatly. Oh, I agree. And if you if you want to get off on the coronavirus and where I believe the church should be right now, I absolutely believe that this is a time that the church has to rise up and be that light shining on a hill that we are called to be. Um, And I I don't mean to make light of the coronavirus, but I do believe in a month or so it's going to be 
pretty much for the most part behind us. And I'd hate to think that we are sitting here as a church, as a body of believers, saying, golly gee whiz, we could have done this and we could have had an outreach to do that or whatever, but we missed it. So, uh, yeah, Yeah. I'm I'm big on that. Yeah, absolutely. And we are certainly being prayerful about that very thing. It is not, the times are not easy that we're in. And, you know, the scripture that comes to my mind often is that we must be wiser than serpents and innocent as doves. Yep. Jesus was pretty clear about that. And so I take that serious. And, um, yeah, I I don't want to derail your testimony time. But it does start with the church. Well, it's good uh, stuff. Yeah, so, you know, it does start I with mean, the church. And so I have a feeling that you have some things to share today that can be an encouragement to those listening um, in these times. So you've learned some things along the way. As you were in those other churches, you feel like God showed you something, you know, that you grew. There was a purpose that you were there. And maybe we can come back and get to the present. Or we might have to have round two, you know, <laughs> have you back. Um, since you're so bashful and don't talk. So, um, sorry. <laughs> no, don't be sorry. It's good stuff. So can you tell us, could you link some of those dots for us? From uh-huh. being in other yeah, churches? Yeah, well, it's I guess going to the other churches. It all it all related back to like I told you in the beginning. We was just hungry uh, for God's word, and you know, you go to another church and you hear things that you hadn't heard before. And I will I will confess if you could believe this or not. I was. Uh, and I still am too much, but I am pretty black and white. It's either right or it's wrong. Mm-hmm. And there's a whole lot more grace now than there was uh, <laughs> uh, back 20, 30 years ago, okay? Because yeah. it was either, it truly, it was either white or black. And if you was somewhere in the middle and not sure, um, I was very uh, willing to point out where you was wrong or should be and uh so i just i'd ask for forgiveness for some of the, those things but mm-hmm. but it was just a zeal that i had yeah. and uh it was hard to, i was still a baby okay and it was hard to show grace to people who didn't see it the way i thought it was or should be and when did you start realizing hey Maybe I should extend some grace here. Well, that was a learning. That was a learning process. Too. It wasn't overnight, right? <laughs> that, yeah. One, it, one day was it? I'm still learning. <laughs> if you want to know the truth, uh, we. Uh, yeah, I don't. I guess I, I did have some pastors that, uh, and I would. I would be offended when uh, people would say, "Well, you know, I, you're right, but you're going to have to." pump the brakes here a little bit or back off and I'm like <laughs> don't you know Jesus overturned the money changers tables and you know that was kind of overturned tables twice yeah you, you know so yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> so, so that's that's where I was you know and uh, I've really rounded off the edges but there's a there's still some sharp points too because everybody's at a different place in their walk with the Lord. 
and I'm not where I should be and other people are not where they should be and I'm able to see that better now and okay that might be where you're at but I'm going to influence you without telling you you're wrong as much as I can. How about right, that? Right, just so. be in the conversation. <laughs> like that's something that I've learned over the past years is it's so important to stay in the conversation. You know, we don't, I remember someone said this often around here a few years back, you don't have to be right, but you must be righteous. Mm-hmm. And I, I know that guy. Yeah, I know that guy too. He's probably listening right now. Um, uh, so I can remember times like that where I've, I'm a little black and white too. And I can remember, you know, I can remember times where I had to make things right. And that's a part of the learning. Like I am grateful that I had people in my life as, and still am that speak truth to me. And there's times when I look back at some of the things that... I was a little scrappy when I became a Christian, just say that. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and so that took a... you know? And I can remember distinct times, and you probably can too, where someone came to you and said, that probably wasn't right. And that's a part of growing, um, to have people in your life that are willing to say those hard things. And we might not appreciate it in the moment, but I can look back today and go, thank you, Lord that somebody cared enough to say something and stay in the conversation with me. Because if we don't stay in the conversation, we lose it. You know, we lose the opportunity to be there when they get it, right? That's correct. And I can I can tell you a couple gentlemen who has had, did, pull me over to the side and say, Don, I really like where you're at and I like what you said. But you need to say it in a little different way. And mm-hmm. I'll be honest, it made me mad. Okay? <laughs> and I was like, well, what are you talking about? You're you're selling out. And I didn't see it that way. I didn't see it the way I should have been seeing it. But um, right now, I got hats off to those guys. I got so much respect for them and, and know that they was... Uh, so much further along than I was. But and what I hear you saying now, though, is that's <clears throat> what you're doing. I hope so. Isn't I that hope great? So. When you can see the very things that you struggled against, um, God was preparing you, right? Oh, I, 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 yeah. that's my Absolutely. heart's desire, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's good. So, yep. Well, Don, anything else, any encouragement you have to share with us? Uh, How is God using you right now um, to witness to others, to be an example to others, to draw others closer to Him? We talked about that. Not wanting people to be arm's length from God. Certainly that's one person everybody can be closer to in these times is God. So how is He using you and working through your life? Well, uh... (laughs) uh... Right now, I guess just trying to be uh, someone someone who is uh, a voice of comfort, maybe. Who uh, So different things that I do would be like uh, every now and again, uh, 
God will bring someone's name to mind or something. I'll be thinking about somebody, and so I'll pick up the phone and just call them and say, you know, hey, how you doing? And we'll have a little conversation or send somebody a card or, uh, I don't know, just my wife and I, we've done all kinds of crazy things, just randomly taking people brownies or whatever it might be, and it's opened up. It's always opened up a lot of doors uh, for us, I think. Talking earlier about, we've had people uh, just call, and I don't even know why or what, and say, could we come over and talk a little bit? We've had people uh, come and pour their hearts out because somebody told them we was somebody with church or something or whatever, and end up accepting Jesus there in our living room, you know, and it's just kind of, and, and all that happens, and it's just such a blur, to, uh, really, and, you know, when people leave and pulling out the driveway, and you're standing there shaking your head and going, <laughs> God, how did I figure into this? I mean, where did that come from, you know, and it's, and that's the good part. That's That's fun, okay? I mean, and knowing me and my personality, I'm, I, I usually always try to have something going on. So when somebody calls and wants to come for a visit and I'm not prepared for it, it's a little bit, uh, really, but uh, most times till it's all said and done, it wasn't. It was it wasn't Don's plan that was important. It was somebody a whole lot higher up than Don. So, yeah. Um, and so, so it's just, it's great to know that, and I, and I think too, so many times we've closed God off from using us. And if we would just pause a little bit and listen, God will, if we have a willing heart, God will use us to do all kinds of different things. Yeah. He does call us. Um, you know, I think about in Psalm 46 where he uh, he calls us to be still and know that He is God. And out of that space, out of coming before Him and spending that time uh, being filled with His Spirit and um, peace and grace and mercy, we become this overflowing vessel. And when that happens, man, He can use that. And it certainly, people do show up at your doorstep. But it's amazing how those divine appointments are the greatest blessings. Those times when we go, well, you know what? I just don't know if we have, if I have time for this. Man, what a great place to go. Wait a minute. Is this my time or is this God's? That's right. I mean, that's, and I talk about uh, peaks and valleys. And, and if things are not happening in Don's life, Don knows he's too busy. I'm, I've, mm-hmm. Not real sharp, but I've figured that out over the years that if things like that isn't going on, if people's not calling you up and saying, "Can I tell you this? Uh, can you do this or whatever it might be, if that's not happening, that's time for me to step back a little bit because I've you know I'm not saying I'm not still uh having devotions and spending time with God, but 
you can do that and be thinking about other things, you know. And uh, and so when you let those things crowd crowd you out from being able to witness or share with someone else, Mm -hmm. you're missing a blessing yourself. So yeah, yeah. I would agree. Well, Don, thank you uh, for sharing with us today. In closing, just anything else that you would like to share or any encouragement you'd like to give? Maybe if it's someone even that they may go, wait, they may be listening today and say, wait a minute, am, well, I, am I nominal? I've had this verse on my mind for for a couple of days. So uh, it's from th- Psalms 37. Uh, David said that, and I don't like to really say this because I apply to the older part, but he says, I was, I was young and now I'm old, and I've never seen the righteous forsaken mm-hmm. or his Amen. children begging. Amen. And, and I, that's real because I've seen God working in my life, in our family's life, in so many different ways that uh, we've never been forsaken. We've had some... We've had some tough times, but he's been there. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you for joining us today, Don. We've enjoyed hearing your testimony. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast of Front Porch Talks. We pray that Don Tutwiler's testimony has been a half hour of hope for your life. May God bless. Front Porch Talks is sponsored by Harrisonburg First Church of the Nazarene in partnership with Sunshine Ministries.